Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another special solo episode, this time focusing on change, but it's actually much more than that. Since the start of this year, I have been asked more often than expected to talk to leaders and leadership teams about burnout. In response, one of the things I decided to do was to take the time to reread my book, Reversing Burnout, cover to cover, now five years later. And it had been about five years since I had done so, or at least done so cover to cover. What was revealed was a game changer and an impetus for me to change the trajectory of my new book on redesigning work, which I plan to give you a front row seat to over the coming months. I'm starting off today though, with this episode, where I lay out all that's not changed, all that's accelerated or deepened, and all that's new or different as related to our work since I wrote Reversing Burnout back in 2017. And we'll dig into more about what this all means in terms of where we're headed and how it's all connected in the fall after a few more planned episodes with some great expert guests. So now, five years later, let's dig into what's changed and what's not in terms of both burnout and work. Welcome to AEC Leadership Today, the podcast designed exclusively for engineering, architecture, and construction industry leaders who want to stay relevant and effective. The show takes on the most pressing issues facing the AEC industry and was created to help you and your firm grow and prosper in the 21st century. The host of AEC Leadership Today is Pete Atherton, a professional engineer and former AEC principal and owner turned AEC coach and consultant. And now, take a break from your never-ending to-do list and welcome Peter Atherton. Ever since I wrote Reversing Burnout back in 2017, I've been increasingly asked to speak to leaders and leadership teams about burnout. And burnout prevention in the context of long-term strategic team and organizational growth and prosperity. This certainly increased during COVID, but since the start of 2022, there has been an even greater uptick in requests. And for a variety of reasons, a few months ago, I decided to reread Reversing Burnout cover to cover. And as I did, I found myself taking notes and categorizing those into three different buckets. The first being, what has not changed over the past five years? The second being, what has accelerated or deepened? And the third bucket being, what's new or different? What didn't exist back in 2017? And when I was done and took a step back to study it, to see the scope and the magnitude of all the changes, it was eye-opening, affirming, and empowering at the same time. In all, I categorized 12 concepts or ideas in terms of what's not changed, 16 in terms of what's accelerated or deepened, and another 12 items in terms of what's new or different. And in this episode, I'm going to attempt to walk you through these lists with at least some type of modest contextual description. And so we'll see how this goes. So what's not changed? Number one, the mechanics and the impact of burnout. Burnout doesn't just happen, and it doesn't just happen to anyone. There are different conditions and contributing factors for sure related to overload and overwhelm, but the mechanics, how we get there, and the impacts, and the related burnout disengagement cycle has not changed over the past five years. Also, number two, 
How to specifically prevent and reverse burnout? That has not changed. Number three, the need for excellence, ownership, and commitment. In our industry, the need for all three, excellent ownership and commitment, has not changed. Our work matters, and it's important, and doing well consistently requires all of it. Number four, the loss of emotional intelligence as we advance and hold positions higher up in our organizations. That has not changed. I shared a very powerful graphic in my book, one that I first saw at a Global Leadership Summit in 2016, and it is still very much applicable to many leaders and senior managers. Unless we're actively increasing our self-awareness and our emotional intelligence daily, if not weekly. Number five is our work in life seasons. First, the fact that we have them. And second, the fact that they change and evolve throughout our career and adult life. And that sometimes these seasons complement each other and sometimes they conflict. Number six, the generational convergence over impact. It still remains the case that we as older generations, Xers and boomers, we are mostly to the point in our careers and our lives of wanting to leverage what I call our stage, our skills, talents, assets, gifts, and experiences to make a greater difference or to leave a legacy. And it still remains true that our younger generations, the millennials and the Gen Zs, they come in wanting to make a difference and leave a legacy. Number seven, S-curve growth. The S-curve or the sigmoid curve governs the life and growth of all living systems, including us as people, our careers, and our organizations. And this has not changed. Any endeavor we're involved with must start with learning and development, followed by a growth phase, a maturing, a peak, and a decline. And the only way to ensure, quote unquote, straight line continuous growth is to continue to invest in learning and development while the going's good. Number eight, Deep and meaningful relationships matter most. This is unchanged. In fact, with COVID, there has been an even more defined move towards wanting to have deeper and more meaningful relationships in our lives. Number nine, comfort, money, and momentum trap us. This has not changed. Comfort, money, and momentum are powerful forces that can trap us into doing more of the same. Even if our desire for different grows, the next two items, number 10, fear still drives us. And number 11, the fact that leaders need to inspire. We're in my notes, but didn't make it to my initial summary of this list. However, in several conversations I had with leadership teams and with my CEO mastermind group over the past month or so, both of these items, the fact that fear still drives us and the fact that leaders are the ones that need to inspire came up as long-term factors still in place. So I've officially added them to the list, which takes us to number 12, our need to slow down in order to speed up, which has not changed. And in many respects has never been more true. So in summary, the 12 elements that have not changed over the past five years, number one, the mechanics and the impact of burnout. Number two, how to prevent and reverse burnout. Number three, the need for excellence, ownership and commitment in what we do. Number four, the loss of emotional intelligence as we advance. Our number five, our work and life seasons. Number six, the generational convergence we have over impact. Seven, S-curve growth. Eight, 
deep and meaningful relationships matter most. Nine, comfort, money, and momentum traps us. 10, fear still drives us. 11, leaders still need to inspire. And number 12, the need to slow down in order to speed up. Again, you can check out and download a summary graphic of all of these in the show notes. Now, what's accelerated and deepened over the past five years? Number one, burnout for professionals. The presence and increase of burnout in professionals is in the talk, in the data, and I see it and feel it across leaders and leadership and management teams, even through Zoom. Number two, pivoting. I talked about pivoting back in 2017, and it has certainly increased. But two areas in particular, one, pivoting from full-time to part-time work, or at least a desire for it. And secondarily, pivoting towards the gig economy to become an independent professional freelancer. Number three, work-life balance, but it's more than that. The desire for work-life balance has accelerated and deepened for sure, but has done so to the extent that I see a redefinition of winning. The desire to win at both work and life and to do so while making a difference and having an impact. And I see this as fundamentally changing the nature of leadership and team and organizational development. Number four, desire for autonomy and flexibility. And I see this playing out in some of the back and forth related to return to office. And with much of the friction being rooted in a loss of autonomy and in a loss of flexibility, both of which were required of employees and afforded to them over the course of COVID. And it's just much harder to take away now, especially when personal agency has become a thing. Number five, the war for talent. It has continued to accelerate and deepen, even if there was a quick pause taken during the beginning stages of COVID. And even if there are some nascent signs or at least hope of a cooling, the war for talent continues to grow. Number six, the costs of employee turnover they're only continuing to accelerate and deepen as well. Number seven, the need for better time management. This has really always been a key feature of my leadership and management team training and development, but even more important now. Number eight, the power and prevalence of networks and by extension ecosystems, which are fast replacing the power once held in traditional hierarchies, both internal and external. Number nine, personal and corporate branding. Both have accelerated and deepened. And this understanding is particularly important in the barrier-free digital world, which is all around us. And when there is much more choice, as there is now for both talent and clients. Number 10, the power of mission, vision, and values, and in having meaning and purpose at work. Although five to 10 years ago, it may have been a nice to have, it is now a must have if we want to attract, engage, and retain great talent. Number 11, leaders' openness to change, which has fortunately accelerated and deepened. Number 12, awareness and concern for mental health and wellness, neither of which were on our radar five years ago, but certainly are now. Number 13, acknowledgement of the need for psychologically safe workplaces and spaces. And this has certainly accelerated and become part of our business vocabulary since Google's 2017 groundbreaking study was released. Number 14, the impacts of the Great Recession. They have accelerated and deepened, 
And what I mean by this is the impact of the loss of talent, particularly younger talent, 10 to 15 years ago, as a result of the Great Recession, this swath of talent would now be our project managers and coveted middle, to which we have very little of. As a result, our industry and many of our organizations by extension in terms of years of experience are largely in the shape of an hourglass. And that not adapting to this is causing many problems that could otherwise be solved. Number 15 is the use of advanced technology and artificial intelligence. It's here and we can't or shouldn't ignore it. And I've made it a point to develop and share several podcast episodes this season, catching us up on what continues to accelerate and deepen on this front. And finally, number 16, the costs of inaction. These have certainly accelerated and deepened. And in many ways, the costs of not taking action to respond to opportunity and to change may have never been greater. So to summarize the key concepts and ideas that have accelerated or deepened over the past five years, number one, the presence of burnout in professionals. Number two, pivoting. Number three, work-life balance. Number four, the desire for autonomy and flexibility. Number five, the war for talent. Number six, the costs of employee turnover. Number seven, the need for better time management. Number eight, the power and prevalence of networks. Number nine, personal and corporate branding. Number 10, the power of mission, vision, and values and having meaning and purpose at work. Number 11, leaders' openness to change. Number 12, awareness and concern for mental health and wellness. Number 13, the need for psychologically safe workplaces and spaces. Number 14, the impacts of the Great Recession. Number 15, the use of AI and advanced technology. And number 16, the costs of inaction. So now our third and final category, what's new or different, what didn't even exist in 2017, but that's pertinent to understand and act upon if we wanna achieve greater growth and prosperity and overall success in this new era and beyond. Number one, the great reset. This is the fundamental collective resetting of values and how we think about work and life and the role we want work to play in our lives. This is new, was triggered on a mass scale as a result of COVID and didn't exist five years ago. Number two, the general acceptance of remote and hybrid work models. Five years ago and prior to COVID, this was accepted in only small pockets. Today, it is certainly generally accepted by the vast majority of professionals and professional service industries, even if it's still being worked through in some cases. Number three, the great resignation. Not in existence five years ago, but very much present now. Number four, the near full embrace of a stakeholder's mindset. The idea that employees, customers, subcontractors and suppliers our communities, the environment, and long-term shareholder value are all stakeholders in business versus just the shareholder mindset, which was also explicitly laid out in the Business Roundtable's 2019 redefinition of the purpose of the corporation. Number five, DEI acceptance, the more active pursuit of and the more formal initiatives for greater diversity, equity, and inclusion across teams and organizations 
is also new since 2017. Number six, the general acceptance of ESG, the practice of better business through more sustainable environmental, social, and governance principles. This is partly related to DEI, but much larger in scope. Number seven is Gen Z and the native digitals. Five years ago, there were no Gen Zs in the workplace, and we didn't have the data to see or the language to talk about the impact of the native digitals. The majority of those in our organizations under 30 or 35 years old who grew up with the machines and for which there was much intrigue and opportunity, as well as issues if we're not fully understanding and adapting to the differences. Number eight, openness to talk about mental health and wellness, burnout and stress, which was not on the radar five years ago, but which is very much now on the table and expected to be proactively worked through and addressed. Number nine, the World Health Organization's reclassification and redefinition of burnout. This happened in 2019 and served to legitimize and formally categorize burnout as a workplace phenomenon not something solely attributable to individuals. Number 10 is the 40-hour work week. This is not new and different in terms of our traditional work construct, but it is in the context that is actively being sought more and more by both employees and employers as a goal. And not just to work less, but to work better and smarter, and to do so with new and different and more strategic and innovative goals around greater quality and consistency, and greater revenue and profit per employee. The final two elements in this new and different category, I would further define as still to come. And these are number 11, agile design methods, and number 12, sabbaticals. And based on my ongoing work with both of these, and the wide ranging benefits offered, I believe it's just a matter of time. So to summarize this final category of what's new or different in the workplace since 2017, number one, the great reset. Number two, the general acceptance of remote and hybrid work models. Number three, the great resignation. Number four, the near full embrace of a stakeholder's mindset. Number five, DEI acceptance. Number six, the general acceptance of ESG. Number seven, Gen Z and the native digitals. Number eight, our openness to talk about mental health and wellness, burnout and stress. Number nine, the World Health Organization's reclassification and redefinition of burnout. Number 10, the 40-hour work week. And in many ways still to come, number 11, agile design methods. And number 12, sabbaticals. I lay this all out, all 40 elements across the three categories, to number one, help us take in and begin to process the massive amount of change we've seen and continue to work through. And number two, because they tell a story. There are threads within all of these elements that connect. There are also threads that connect directly to what I see in my planning, coaching, and consulting work, as well as threads that connect through many of our podcast episodes, extending back well before COVID. Telling this story and explaining its implications for us moving forward, that's the basis of my new book, which as I stated in the intro, I'll be sharing more about in a very real and direct way over the coming months. So as we close, I hope you're able to take a pause and utilize these lists and observations to number one, feel more engaged and empowered 
and dare I say, excited by what the future may hold. And number two, help you and your team see some of the connections and threads that will enable you to more effectively and strategically grow and prosper in this new era and do so without missing out or burning out either individually or organizationally. Thank you again for listening to this podcast and for sharing it with your friends, colleagues, partners, and peers. I truly appreciate that and look forward to connecting again. Please reach out to me with any comments or feedback. And in the meantime, please take care and stay safe. Well, that's a wrap. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to and rate this podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the show from. There are links on my website and in the show notes to do so. And please also share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. It really helps to continue to get us established, and I truly appreciate that. And it also helps to get the word out to others so that together we can collectively grow and positively impact the lives of others, both inside and beyond our organizations. For joining us on today's episode of AEC Leadership Today. If you want to stay relevant and effective and take your growth and prosperity to new levels, it's time to take action. To learn more about how Pete can help take you and your firm to the next level, visit www.actionsprove.com. That's www.actionsprove.com. See you next time on the AEC Leadership Today podcast.